Well, hello again. You are tuning in to the Profit Roadmap. I am Cody Owen, as always, alongside Bear Duplissy. And we are coming to you from the Service Autopilot Studios, and we've got our first repeat guest. Sound the kazoos and the the spinny, noisy things that they use at soccer games. I hope you put in sound effects for this. <laughs> that, no, you mean like those annoying horns that like... The Vuvuzelas like or whatever? The Vuvuzelas or something? I don't know how it's to like, say it. It sounded like, you know, something like that you just made up. Like when, when wow, seriously, wow, no, wow. I, I know that's kind of like the term. I don't know if that's exactly it, but like that year when they were like, "Oh yeah, the vuvuzelas or whatever," and everyone's talking about like that, like this is a thing, and I'm like, "You just made that word up." Like well, the I announcers mean, on it are just it's like, the same no. thing as like every four years they act like soccer matters, right? They're like World exactly. Cup. Woo. Well, yeah, Americans pretend that it matters. So the the world knows that it matters, and it does matter in the world. But like, yeah, Americans pretend to be soccer fans like once every four years, right? It's right, and then and then we win, and then we stop caring. When did we ever win at we soccer? Didn't, we didn't win. Like, like we've won a match. Like we're not like yeah, we're not winless, oh, but we didn't win the world. Hey, we Cup. didn't. We didn't finish introducing our first repeat guest. We went off on our first tangent. Like, well, because we started talking about Vuvuzelas, who couldn't get excited about that? And how much I loathe soccer, and that is its name. Anyway, about football. No, I'm talking about soccer. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you've heard his voice. Hopefully, you recognized it. Patrick Hoffman is back lead writer of the service autopilot blog what's up patrick hey thanks for having me guys always good to see you man you literally you look different did you get did you get a haircut since the last time we saw you um no it's been about i want to say 22 hours since i last saw you so i i don't know i've you been, work, I've been working out got, you know well, oh oh maybe, that's it maybe it's that's the, what it is yeah you've been working out yeah you, had, you worked out last night yeah so, it's probably okay. that nap he took earlier so today it was, it was nice yeah <laughs> helped it helped him i mean that's what you well guys, i mean that's what you writers do right you like you work out you write and then you sleep and we're like cats come up with words that don't make sense we irritate people and then we what? sort of do our own thing <laughs> for a few hours and then we we migrate back to irritating people and then we take a nap in the sunlight Sometimes we go for walks around the neighborhood behind the office. Well, that's true. No, yeah. Well, you and I both do that, actually. Yeah, it's really fun. Patrick does that, too. Patrick's the one who taught me. I didn't have any idea that that was a possibility. Of walking? Yeah, I would just... (laughs) I would. how to walk. Dude, I would... Kind of adorable. (laughs) I would go on break, and then I would just sit here in the same chair that I sit in all day. (laughs) Be like, well, I'm on break now. I'll be on break for a few minutes, I guess. My parents taught me how to walk. Or at least that was... or at the very least, if it wasn't a natural instinct, my parents taught me how to walk. You know, they were like, come there, bear. Why don't you walk to us? You said you wanted my parents to make an, like, a visit. Oh, man. Every every, every, every episode. Hey, I want bear, You could walk one foot in front of the other side. And, you know? Is that, I mean, your parents sound like that because they were like cartoon characters no, in the true, 50s when you were no, born, true right? No, story, true story. My mother. Okay, this will this will really relate to you guys. So, like, my, my mother sounds like like point blank sounds like Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamlin, she has that whiny like voice that's like, Uncle I Owen, really ha- I wanted to go get some power converters. Like I was that, gonna go to Tashi like, Station to pick like, up some power converters. Yeah, like so my mom's like, Bear, why won't you can you go take out the trash? In a minute, mom. Bear, please, the trash. Like, yes, yeah, seriously, I'm not making this up. Like I that's really tough. hope that your mom does not listen to our podcast. <laughs> 
She knows. She knows. Like, we all make fun of her for it. This is know? the part where we cut to a frame of Bear's mom with a single tear rolling down oh her face. Oh, my God. That's terrible. She's got no, her, my, her my Apple good. earbuds in her ears. No, my mom. My, first of all, my mom doesn't know what earbuds are. Second of all, she doesn't know what a podcast is. Third of all, she'd have trouble finding the mouse on her computer. And fourth of all, she's also the greatest woman that ever lived. So, uh, she, she did Bear's a mom, job. he's, he's backpedaling. Don't, no, don't let him no, get away no, with it. It's a true story, man. I, I, true story. She's technologically inept, but she is the greatest person that's ever lived, man. She did a great job raising us kids and, and I love her very much. Speaking of love, um, I gotta say that, that, uh, that Patrick was so in love with this, this idea of this podcast and he just had to come up with another idea that he had to share with us and we loved it. We bit down on it hard. So, um, and that was that was something we were talking about last time with you, Patrick. Was talking about like value first marketing and and and, and things that you can put out there that are free. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a good one. You should go back and listen to it. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um, so, but kind of to take a spin off of that, we were talking about, uh, or you had mentioned to us uh, the concept of uh, nine rounds or marketing in general. Right, right. So. Um, I'll, I'll bite down hard on it because until you told me what it was, I was like, what are you talking about? So why don't you explain to our listeners what nine arounds are and, and go into it? Right. So I figured for these, um, for the first few times you guys have me on, I mean, if, if you plan on bringing me back, we'll, we'll keep it doesn't seem like we can get rid of you. No. It's still up in the air. No, now. Oh. I mean, we do, <laughs> we do all work here. So, but we were, we were talking last time about, uh, one really, really easy and powerful marketing tactic. And, you know, this is this is just another one of those can be pretty cost effective and powerful marketing tactics. I figured we'd start with all the easy ones and maybe later on we can dig into more advanced stuff. So you start with Facebook and then graduate to Google AdWords, yes. right? Yes. Yes. See, I was listening to us talking, yes, like, you know, when we did the last recording <laughs> with Patrick. So There's been taking notes. I've been taking notes, it's true. Even though I don't have a pen or pad. But okay, keep it's, going. It's hard for someone with Pauls to take notes. With what? Pause. Bear pause. 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 Enunciate a little bit better there, man. That was <laughs> pause. I'm I'm from the deep south. We say pause. Okay, that's fine. So, <laughs> another easy marketing tactic is known as nine rounds. So yeah, nine rounds, five rounds. I mean, there's a hundred different ways you could do this, and there's a hundred different names you could call it. But generally, the idea is whenever you send a crew out to a house you are currently servicing, you throw an extra guy on there or you take the guy who has the least amount of work to do and you give him a stack of um, postcards or marketing pieces that he can go to the surrounding houses and put just one postcard on each door. The point of this is to hugely increase your density, which means, I mean, essentially like if you have two clients right next to each other, you just saved yourself 15 minutes of drive time. Which is, if you have two people on the crew, that's half an hour of labor you no longer have to pay. Okay, so you, you're talking about attacking attacking uh, something that's... Okay, so very easily done. Hand your, hand your guy a stack of flyers. But you're doing more than that. You're, not doing, you're doing more than just making the most of, of your crew's time. You're actually uh, reducing costs, increasing profit, and reducing drive time. Yeah. So so last time Patrick was on, we talked about the power of using Facebook advertising because you can segment who you're advertising to 
and you can say, I just want to advertise to people in my service area. What something like a nine around or a five around does is it targets that even further because you're directly choosing that you're going to advertise to the people who immediately surround your clients. So when you think about that, like Facebook advertising is good and can open the floodgates of clients. But if you already have a lot of clients, your goal may be to improve your route density so that your crews are making more money during the day. You want to look at your what you're making per man hour and try to crank that up by having adjacent yards or yards just down the street. Or if you're cleaning houses just down the street, the denser your route is, it, it lessens the cost of the crew traveling from one place to the other. Yeah, the problem. Yeah, I, I think this. What's really interesting about this is that I kind of talk to our leads about this, as everyone knows, or, or if anyone's listened to our podcast in the past, they know that I'm in the sales department. And I, I've talked. I talked to my. I talked to our leads about this too, because I say like, you know, when I'm talking about and I'm demonstrating on like a demo, for example, I'm saying, hey, here's a, here's how you here's how you put in a lead. It's very simple. Blah 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 blah. And I tell them, and I go through, and I said, that's all you actually need to create a lead is just name and address. In fact, you don't even need a name. You can just do an address because if you earn. Patrick's business on 123 Main Street, for example, then in the entirety of Main Street now becomes a marketable area for you. And you can use this five around this nine around concept to market to these particular leads on this street. And by entering them into our system at Service Autopilot, you know, a third of your work's already finished. Yeah. And in Service Autopilot, if you're using Maps Pro, you're able to add those leads by address, like looking at an existing client. You can just right-click on the map and add them as leads. So you can go bam, 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 you know, nine times. You've got the nine immediate surrounding houses from Patrick's address. We should just give Patrick's real address. 123 Main Street. I just gave it up. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. 123 Main Street. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, Richardson, Texas. 75080. Does Richardson even have a Main Street? I'm sure it does somewhere. There has to be, right? It's like I mean, Patrick lives on it, so it has to exist. Right, exactly. He's not imaginary. Fun fact. Fun <laughs> fact. Did you know the most common names, uh, street name in America is not Main Street. It's First or Second. Second Street, actually. Second Street is actually the most common name. That's it. Second Street. Yeah, because sometimes you so have your First Street that uh, is like, you know, MLK Boulevard or whatever. Yeah, like First or like Street Mich- in parentheses. Michigan Avenue in, in, in Chicago was renamed Michigan Avenue, even though that's like the, the First Street or Main Street or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of funny. So, fun tidbit. Um but not to not to overshadow the tidbit that you'll be going over later, right, Cody? <laughs> um, so okay, so we're talking about route den- just to kind of recap and uh, rehash here. We're talking about route density and the importance of doing that, and the use of what we call nine arounds or five arounds, where you take a guy who's got the least amount of work, least amount of experience, cheapest in labor, <laughs> and, and using him to do basically cheaper or and or free marketing for you. So uh, what would give me an example Patrick of of what you would like to see, what you've seen from your experience, what you've seen from some of our members that would be on this postcard or this flyer for example. Okay. Um there's a couple different ways you can go about doing them. The most common way is uh it's just a postcard that has your company name on it and uh maybe some of the services you offer and like a really really nice looking offer. Like something that's like, you know, 50% off your first move or something like that. That that would that would something really juicy. Yeah. Something that'll grab their attention. There's there's um free steak. Sorry, you said juicy. I've I've seen some people do what they call door hangers. They've got like this cutout in the in the top of it and you like hang it on the doorknob. 
I'm over 30 years old, man. I know what a door hanger okay. is. Okay. Well, for those of us <laughs> who were born in the 90s, yes. <laughs> Uh, Marketing has a really evolved. Cool called the door. <laughs> it turns out, though, that uh, pretty much you're just wasting space whenever you cut out that hole. Right. All you want to do is just, you know, tie it to a rubber band and hang it on. Otherwise, you're you're losing lots of valuable marketing real estate on that. You'll you'll just annoy customers and end up spending more. To get less, if that makes sense. Do you know how many rubber bands I have around my doorknob in my house from the guys doing that? Though? <laughs> well, you just rip them off. And just, send... I, just, I don't need a rubber band. I mean, who needs rubber bands besides 12-year-old girls who tie their hair up? You know? Another really, really cool option for five rounds and nine rounds, especially if you have uh, some guy who has you know all the time in the world to do this, is um, make like a, a pre-made checklist that has all of these possible problems that could go wrong with the lawn. And the guy will just go out, look at the yawn, lawn briefly and just check off. Let's say I see brown spots. I see some marks where there might be grubs. I see lots of crabgrass and weeds growing in your garden. And you can just check off those things so it looks really personalized. And then you just stick that to the front of their door. And you can get things like that made for pretty cheap, right? Just yeah. a notepad that's yeah. printed like the checklist? I mean, it's much cheaper than most other ways of acquiring new clients. Cool. So I, I really like this idea of uh, of condensing or um, condensing my route uh, particularly. Now, so um, uh, can you go into a little bit more perhaps of, of, of why, um, why route? I mean, okay, other than saving on gas. Or is that just it? Is it that simple? You know, as far as a denser route, what if if you're in the service industry, uh, your time equals your money. That's that's pretty much the reason. So route density is just going to do a whole lot to save you time. Okay, so cutting down on drive time, cutting down on labor time, et cetera. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. if you're not billing for that drive time, you're still paying your guys to drive their truck unless you're doing piece rate or something like that. You're paying them. To sit there and not make you money while they drive to this next property. Right. So if you've got eight houses in a row, there's zero drive time there. They're mowing all eight of those lawns. They're making you money that entire time. If you have eight properties that are spread apart, then they have to drive between each of those. It costs you money every time they drive because they're burning gas. It's wear and tear on the vehicle. Uh, it's the labor cost of having them there. And I was reading in Lawn and Landscape the other day just on a little aside uh, there was an article in the July issue of, uh, might have been the August issue of Line and Landscape, about uh, billing for drive time, that your crews should be clocking into their next job as they're leaving the previous job. Uh, that basically, like, anytime your crew is doing something that's dedicated to a particular client, that is billable time. Uh, and I don't recall who the author was. I feel bad for not knowing the the author of the article's name. But uh, he is a veteran of the service industry and basically said, like, there's no such thing as non-billable time. Yeah, I don't want to take any credit away from whoever wrote that article, but that sounds like something that uh, uh, one of our certified advisors, Mike Callahan, is really big about is is accounting for time, you know, and so that you can, you know, you can squeeze, you know, every dollar of profit where it needs to go. If, know, if you're paying someone to do something, unless it's like maintenance at the shop, it's for a client. They're right. driving somewhere for a client. They're loading materials for a client. All of that is billable time. We can even attach a dollar value to this if you want. Like, let's say you're doing 20 lawns a day with one crew. Let's say you get uh, 
10 bucks in profit per lawn. If you have more dense roots, you can squeeze up to, I don't know, 22, 25 jobs in a day, maybe even more. So with just, with just two more jobs a day, that's 20 extra bucks of profit a day, which comes out to, let's say five days a week. That's a hundred bucks more a week. That's more than $5,000 per year. If you're working year round. Right. Right. So, um, I mean, let's take this a step further as far as, uh, as far as the, the density of route and everything. So sh- should, uh, should people listening to this podcast perhaps maybe even take a look at, uh, new developed areas where there's like new HOAs going up, new homes going up. I mean, these are, you know, these are folks that, uh, you know, presumably, you know, yeah, nice I mean, one. absolutely. You should always be marketing to places you want to get into. Um, yeah, swoop, swoop in on those fools. Five rounds and nine rounds is more dedicated to places where you already have a client. So it doesn't actually cost you uh, as much extra time and money to go around and market to those people. Whereas a a newborn HOA, you might not have any clients there. So you're probably right. just going to pay some third party college kid or something like that to go put up flyers for you. Did you do that in college? <laughs> yes, I did. Awesome. I distributed a lot of student organization flyers in college to the apartments. That's fantastic. Yeah, good, <laughs> good riveting, riveting, riveting storytelling. From Patrick, Friday. were you one of the people delivering all of the Chinese food flyers no, on no. campus? I was uh, in radio, actually, and we. Oh, and you guys had this. We had our own flyers, but then they also I don't I don't know they um they asked us to distribute other people's flyers as well. So we were pretty much the the hands of the campus for a while. The hands of the camp. I'm the sorry. Hands of the campus. Is that like the name of the radio station? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the the ears of campus. Is that, is that a weird way of saying we were the guys, the the grunts who were walking around putting out flyers for any old event that was happening? Oh, no, no, Even no, if no. it wasn't yeah. related to radio. No, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you now. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry. I yeah, feel like some just... RA was at Radio UTD and was forcing you guys to do their job for them. Yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> We're way off topic, guys. Yeah, I, no, but that's a. Uh, I mean, just to kind of just to kind of rehash, okay? So, just so people don't make the same mistake I did. So I'm talking, you know, I'm thinking bigger, and you know, I'm thinking bigger, and that's not necessarily the way we want to go about this. I mean, there's ways to get bigger, but keeping it in the most cost-effective manner. So I'm talking about new neighborhoods, and you're like, "Whoa, bear! You know, come on back to the stable here. We're talking about places you're already at." Yeah, going after those particular neighborhoods. The so. the reason we're talking about this today is because it's such an easy tactic to start employing today. It's not something you need to consider paying an extra guy to do this and thinking about the resources you need to make this happen. It's something that you literally go out to the printer today, put out a hundred cards or whatever, and start handing them to your crews. So what's the what's the cost look like for like a hundred postcards? I have no idea. Zero <laughs> idea. Okay, as someone who looks at the price of FedEx Kinko's copies pretty regularly, for for reasons. You're, yeah, uh, you're talking about. You're, I mean, it depends on you, again how nice the card on, is for sure. Yeah, it depends on how nice the card is. Depends on how nice the flyer is. But you can do black and white, eight by eleven for you know three cents a copy you know i mean like we're talking pennies on the dollar here yeah and if you get some some nice postcards i mean you're probably still only looking at 25 to 50 dollars depending on how snazzy you make them yeah it's cents man we're talking about we're talking literal we're talking literal pennies by the time i mean 
you could basically print up a flyer and have a six months worth of flyers. And by the time your guys finish that one lawn, when that other guy is making his first turn around the neighborhood, you've already paid for the copies. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I wanted to make a quick point. You, you said um, you could print just black and white ones. Generally speaking, the, the largest proportion of your cost for distributing these flyers creating and distributing them uh most of the cost comes from the actual distribution the labor costs so if you spend more money on the flyers you'll probably have a better conversion rate like you should put color into them you should make them look glossy you should make them look as nice as you possibly can and okay. spend the extra couple cents per flyer or whatever it is i think it's like you know that's a really great. No, that's a very good. Yeah, I mean, point. it's going to be any change you make is going to be change per flyer for the better. Yeah. Don't you love how like Patrick has like corrected me like three or four times this episode? He just like it's he how does we it learn. So, he does it like with such a, a sleight of hand, like, and it doesn't even feel like I'm wounded. At you know, at the end of it, he's like, <laughs> no, bear. no, you want color. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a master of passive aggression. That's fantastic. <laughs> you you and my mom sh- my mom should start a club. Um, <laughs> Could you give us an example, Bear? Yeah. What of my mom being passive aggressive? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Um. Let, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Well, Bear, like, so you said you didn't want to come to visit us, but it would be really good if you did, because I mean, we only have one grandchild. <laughs> And it would just be really nice <laughs> if we could see him. That's beautiful. I feel like she's right here. Yeah, right. In the Bear has actual thing. tears in his eyes right now. Because <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to control like my, uh, you know, my homesickness from my from my mother, for my dear mom. So she, no, and it, like, look, I'm yeah. Now I'm going to backpedal a little bit. She, she, like I said, she's the best best woman in the entire world and stuff. Uh, and bear has a wife she, <laughs> she's got she's got flaws like everybody else um just like me i've got i got more than everybody else but uh um but yeah great job at being you know you and my mom passive aggressive club totally i don't even feel offended right now that you were like <laughs> oh, that's good that's good <laughs> more color no bear don't go out to new neighborhoods <laughs> stay within where you're already at no no you can go out to new neighborhoods no 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 we can no, hey, a on a future episode we go. can have patrick talk about cost effective ways to break into new yeah, markets exactly. this, oh, is, yeah. this is easy today as patrick says you can drop everything click stop on the podcast go out to the local printer print yourself up some flyers with color no black and white now <laughs> nice get them glossy get them glossy Throw that font on there and, you know, no old English text, guys, because no one could read that except for, like, right. King Arthur. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, don't don't actually hit stop on the pack podcast, though, because we're about to talk about uh, what you should actually put on your flyers. Okay. Yeah, what kind of offers go. are we going to make on yeah, those flyers? Kind of, yeah, you were talking about these juicy offers. Juicy so, free offers. so, free steak. So, free steak. That's a power word. Um, so, Patrick, you don't want us to stop the podcast because you've got some amazing ideas of what, what to put on those flyers. And we were talking earlier about juicy offers. So give us an example. What what what's your go to thing that you're putting on this flyer that you're giving out on these nine rounds, these five rounds? All right, let me let me start with what I would not put on the flyers. Okay. You probably do not want to give away your first service at a discounted rate or for free. Because what you're gonna do is end up getting a whole bunch of cheapskates who just are gonna tell you, Yeah, yeah, I'll sign up for a weekly service. Yeah, just yeah, and then You'll mow them once for free, 
and never see them again. So don't do that. However, you have heard me say the word free a whole bunch uh, so far in this podcast. That's because that's probably the most attractive and powerful word you can put on any single flyer you have. So for your for your first for for our first example of a juicy offer, maybe you could say something like sign up for weekly service with us and get your third mo free. Something like that. Something that forces them to put a little bit of commitment, a little bit of money into you before they get anything back. Some other ideas include um I've I've seen this a number of times this works especially well on housewives is you Tell them, you know, sign up for our weekly mowing service and we'll give you a, a free palette of color, a free, a free palette of flowers or something like that. After you've been with us for, you know, X weeks, X months. I've seen that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a great, that's a great piece of, uh, a great piece of advertising. Because Can, What about like zero cost offers to you? Like a guarantee. Okay. Yeah. A guarantee is a, it's a great way to catch eyes. Um, it, it probably will end up costing you a little bit, but here's one that works really well. Whenever you can guarantee on your postcard that they will have a completely risk-free service and that if they're not happy with any part of their service, you'll come back and fix it for free. That really catches eyes. Okay. Okay. Most, most of your clients won't, won't even end up taking advantage of that offer. They'll just trust you that you're doing a great job. And when you do do a great job, they'll be like, yes, I made the right choice for the few people who do take advantage of it. If you do it right, the first couple of times it happens, even on the redo. Yes. That you're still going to get, you're still going to go back. You're going to have super excited clients who are just completely loyal to you. And, and they're going to start referring their friends and their family to you. And it's, it's going to make a cascading effect on your client base. Right. I feel like I've, referrals I've, are probably something that we'll cover on a future episode with oh, Patrick. Sure. That's another really bomb. Is that the word we're using? Bomb. Today? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really bomb cost effective <laughs> way to continue. Bomb to get being new clients. good, right? We're using it in the slang yes. in, the, in the positive sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The so, slang way. So example, send us a referral and we'll give you your next service 50% off, 25% off, something like that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, nice. I like it. Let's, I mean, let's not and let's and you know we've been we've been dropping the word lawns and mows quite a bit here, palette of color, you know, et cetera. You know, let, let's not forget here that this these principles can be applied to uh, a lot of the folks out there that do cleaning and janitorial service, irrigation. You know, there's things, you know, irrigation service in particular is is, is something where the guarantee can work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about, you know, I mean, I mean. Let's face it. I mean, you know, a person gets their lawn mowed. They're not going to go out there with a ruler and make sure that, you know, the guaranteed, you know, cut is exactly, you know, perfect and everything like that. But if the sprinkler is not working, that's a big deal. So, you know, but if you if you put out a good product, as we've talked about before, you know, if you do your job and do your job well, which everyone who's listening does, then the guarantee is going to be worth its weight in gold. Because, again, like you said, the few times you do have to pay for it, you're still gonna reap the rewards from it because it's proof in action of what you've uh, what you've put pen to paper on it pushes people over the edge and it's not necessarily going to cost you anything with each client that accepts it right yeah so if you're at home right now and you're thinking about what do i need to do to put together a marketing piece i just wanted to say your offer is hands down the most important part of any marketing piece you put together so if you're going to spend a whole lot of time at on it 
don't worry too much about all the the copywriting and the text and the headlines and the images. I mean, those are all super important parts, but just nail your offer, get that right, and you're going to win the hearts and minds of clients so easy. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. I'm serious. Hearts and minds. <laughs> that's, that's what business is all about, winning hearts and minds. Winning hearts and minds. It's that's like how a, you make a customer for life. Watching Patton, guys. <laughs> now I feel like you're making fun of me. Right. I mean, Bear might be. <laughs> you jabbed me like five times during this entire interview, so I figured I'd get you back on the end here. So anyway, we really appreciate everyone listening in. Uh, Patrick, you're our first return guest. We really appreciate you dropping by and giving us some nice... Luzela noises. <laughs> there That's we go. That was right. accurate. There you go, Patrick. Good job. Um, we really appreciate you coming by and talking to us a little bit more about uh, some marketing uh, pieces that you can do for free. You can do right now. Drop everything. You can call your crew up. Have a guy hang out fires. Hand out fires to your crew. Have them go ahead and you know market to those neighborhoods. Condense those routes. Denser routes need less drive time, which means squeeze in more lawns, which means squeeze out more profit. And that's what we are here at about at the Profit Roadmap. We are about making your businesses more successful as much as possible. So for Cody Owen and Bear Duplicy, we thank Patrick very much for dropping by and uh, and we'll see you next time. The music in this episode of the Profit Roadmap was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.